Welcome from Victim to Victory to our podcast. I am Miss Mary, your host and holistic wellness coordinator. Our mission is to share good news. You are not a victim. You are victorious. You can live a full, good life victoriously. We help people navigate from victim to victory by empowerment, encouraging you to live your best life. Simply put, encouragement and empowerment are our business. And this is what we do. Greetings and welcome from Victim to Victory to our podcast episode 10. I am Miss Mary, your host and holistic wellness coordinator. Our mission is to share good news. You are not a victim. You are victorious. You can live a full and good life victoriously. We help people navigate from victim to victory by empowerment through education, which we'll be doing on this weekly podcast, our holistic wellness events, services, and our online resource center, encouraging you to live your best life by possessing the holistic approach, feeding the spirit, mind, body, and making it a lifestyle. Simply put, encouragement and empowerment are our business. And this is what we do. Well, listeners, it's prayer time. Precious Father, thank you, Lord, once again for your another day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Father, we thank you for the listeners and everyone who's joining us. And Father God, we pray that he will not fall on deaf ears. But Father God, what we have, Father God, comes from you. And it will be a blessing to our listeners, Father God. And we just continue to praise you. And thank you, Lord, for my guests, Father God, who you have blessed us and you have sent to join us on this podcast, Father. We pray that you would just once again decrease us and increase in your word and your will. Have your way and move us out of the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Alrighty. Well, before we get started, um... With introducing our guests, I want to inform our new listeners and remind our regular listeners to make sure you have something to take notes. Um, Because remember, we are an educational um, podcast and um, once again, encouragement and empowerment is what Miss Mary is aiming to do. As you heard, that's our business and um, during such a time as this. Um, This is the time we really, really need encouragement um, all over the world because we know that uh, Corona is impacting the whole world. And we must uh, hope, hope, we've got to keep hope alive. We really do. Um, It's a challenging time for that. But once again, we must encourage one another. And in order, um, we have to do that in order to keep hope alive. We are in a world crisis, and um, it's an pandemic like never before. Uh, We've never seen anything like this um, that we're experiencing. And people are gripped. I see it every day. We see it everywhere, and we're hearing it in conversation. People are gripped with fear. And I'm going to say one more time and several other times, I'll keep saying it. Encouragement 
is what we need. So with that being said, um, I really, I really have been praying very much about who to invite on our podcast. And I, I usually am praying in whatever situation, but I just know um, that right now any topic, you know, you, you, it's not the time to talk about insurance, life insurance. It's not the time to be talking about no credit repair. It's not the time <laughs> to be talking pretty much anything because once again, we know what's on people's mind. And so, um, you know, when you, you gripped with fear and your nerves all out of whack and all that, you don't want to, you don't want to hear too much of anything. So, um, encouragement is what we need. Therefore, I am being led, um, to invite, um, victory team members and others whose business, uh, their business is to help and empower people through encouragement. Currently, that's who I've, um, been led to invite so joining me on this podcast episode number 10 i'm happy to say i can't believe it's number 10 already but anyway it is i got it's good uh so joining me my guest is mr william thomas mr thomas is my brother in christ and um william i want to thank you so much for joining me and i know you've joined me on the tele teleconference when we did the teleconference but this is your first time on the podcast with me so I want to welcome you to our podcast and um, it was sort of like a last minute thing but I am truly I truly appreciate you having a yes spirit saying yes and um, I'm asking you to join me um, at the end of the since it was in the you know like last minute um, but lately, you know, that seems like what's been happening here lately. I was sharing with my listeners on the last podcast that after um, the first week of March, really none of the people that I had scheduled uh, actually um, had been on the podcast. The people who ended up coming on, the people who I had initially scheduled, something happened, you know, it just the schedule just got changed all around the guests had um, issues to come up that transpired at the last minutes and um you know they had counseled on me but God gave me a new lineup and you obviously was in it's in that lineup so um he has truly been blessing us each week with some great conversations just as the one we're gonna have so um we're doing I'm doing something a little different with uh introduction this week with you I'm going to ask um you um normally what I do is I, I introduce my guests with uh by their bio but I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself and then I want you to um share what led you to what you do so tell us about your journey Will. tell hey, us hey hello everybody uh I don't know what I should say. Hello, everybody in Podcastville or not. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) this is this is uh, my name is William uh, Thomas. And um, I want to talk to you guys about maybe the the grave nature of uh, addiction. And maybe we can get into some things and find out that addiction involves more than just drugs and alcohol. People can be addicted to a lot of other things. Um, I um, have a certificates of addiction from uh, Georgia Perimeter College. I also have uh, 
certificate about anger management from Emory. Um, I have uh, taught at GRN, that's Gannett, Rockdale, and Newton Treatment Centers. And I've also been a, a solicitator at senior peer groups of uh, CARP of Georgia. Uh, I don't think they no longer exist, but it was a comprehensive addiction rehab program. And I very much played a part as a senior peer there doing classes uh, about addiction. Um, my thing is, uh, I have 28 years of uh, clean, sober, being clean and sober. And uh, for a long time, I'd say almost 25 years, I was addicted to uh, all types of different substances, from alcohol to drugs. And um, through God's grace and mercy, I have 28 years clean. Now, I, my last drinking drug was uh, January 2nd, 1992. Um, praise God. What, uh, praise what, what God. Me? <laughs> I said, yeah, praise God. <laughs> And and, and, and and I think about it sometimes, 28 years clean, and I couldn't go 28 minutes without a drink mm. or a drug, you know? But um, what my story is, uh, and I'm just going to go through this briefly, um, I was born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama, and um, I uh, had uh, opportunities to do other things in life, but I chose, uh, you know, hanging out uh, uh, uh doing uh, entertainment type things and hanging out with people in the entertainment industry. Uh, and I also came over here to Atlanta and uh, to the uh, Columbia Schools of Broadcasting. I don't know if they're still there. And I received my uh, third class broadcasting license. So I got kind of caught up with uh, broadcasting and um, uh, doing a Sunday radio show with a local celebrity there. Uh, and uh, it was called Father Tree's Book of Life with words of wisdom from the great William Thomas. And that's basically what I would do is make up words of wisdom because I've always been into writing. I basically started off as a song lyricist, and I had a song called um, Gunning for Your Love that was uh, written. I did the lyrics for that by the Soul Controllers. And uh, Let's Make a Deal, I did that with an artist called ZZ Hill. He's a blues artist. And um, I got caught up in that lifestyle. I mean, you know, back then there was nothing to smoke reefer and sit up in a snout place of cocaine. And basically getting caught up in that lifestyle, I just um, basically fell in love with it. And the addiction began to take its hold on me. I mean, you picture a young guy, a basic young guy, waking up each day to the morning sun. And one day the addiction grabs a hold of him. And it, uh, with a hole so strong that it just kind of upset my equilibrium, and that's all I wanted to do was get mm. high. So um, I did that for years and years, and, and getting high off drugs and alcohol took me to many dark places. You know, I can, uh, some of the worst places imaginable as the addiction progressed and got worse. You know, I'm skipping over a lot of things, but I do want to get to the point of the grave nature of this disease of addiction because as it got worse, I ended up in places that I thought I'd never end up in. You know, mm -hmm. I could end up in crack houses where the toilets were backed up and everybody was using the bathroom in the bathtub and little children running around through the house naked. And it was just places like that. But that's where this disease of addiction will take you. You know, mm -hmm. I, and I don't care what you're addicted on. You could be addicted on pornography. Mm -hmm. It'll end up having you in some sleazy hotel you know, with uh, being susceptible to all type of diseases that they have out there now. 
Mm. So, you know, addiction, I wanted to start off with, uh, and I maybe get up, get on later a little bit about my story as we goes on, but I do want to start off with what is addiction. And addiction is a fact or condition being addicted to a particular substance or activity or thing. And what that is is when the body of mind badly wants or needs something in order to work right or feel right because you, you're addicted to whatever it is and you need it to make you feel you're normal. Mm. Drugs, whether it's a drug, people can be addicted to drugs, people can be addicted to alcohol, and there are some people even addicted to food, sex, gambling. Those are very powerful addictions that will eventually take us to places that we've never been before and don't want to go and also lo- to the point of losing everything. All these things I described, whatever it is, you're sexually into pornography and all that stuff that could cause you to lose your wife or your husband. Gambling, that could cause you to lose everything and be have your family out on the streets. The same as drugs and alcohol. It, it's always the end. It's either jails, institution, or death, or even worse. How does addiction happen? When the urge, that's a, that's a compulsion, a mental obsession, a craving, when the urge to do what do whatever the drug is hijacks, and what it really does is hijacks parts of the brain that rewards behavior and provides benefits to the body. You know, and once you have formed this habit, habit, you develop a seemingly, and I say use the word seemingly, hopeless state of mind and body because that's all you want to do. And the reason I say seemingly because you, addiction can be overcome. There isn't a, uh, a solution to whatever you are addicted to. How do you know you're, beco- you're addicted or becoming addicted? Well, uh, there's changes in personality or your behavior. You beca- become always irritable, restless, and discontent until you can get what you want. If I'm an alcoholic, and like with this corona situation going on, and I can't get no drink, I don't think it's going to be no peace in that house with nobody. <laughs> because you're irritable, you're restless and discontent unless you can get a drink. You know, and then if you're a real alcoholic, I don't care about the liquor store closed or not, you're going to find some alcohol. And the same thing with if you were addicted to uh, gambling or if you're addicted to uh, pornography, I don't care about these places closed. It, you're going to find a place or you're going to know a place that you can go to do whatever it is that you do, you know, and then we all know that uh, long-term addictions to whatever it is can cause diseases. Um, if you, if you doing pills and stuff like that, that's, or drinking, that can cause uh, liver disease. If you're smoking too much reefer and cigarettes and stuff, that can cause lung disease. Uh, if you have a food addiction, obesity, you know, it's just uh, all that and make you, which makes you accessible to other diseases. So addiction is nothing to play with, you know, and it will take, it would take you out, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, what helped me was there was 12-step programs. And what 12-step programs, whether it's alcoholic anomalous, uh, sex anomalous, uh, overeaters anomalous, or uh, narcotic anomalous, they all go by the same principles. They have a set of steps that they work by. One, you have to admit you were powerless over whatever it is and that your lives have become unmanageable. Well, of course your life's going to become unmanageable if uh, you're using up all your money on whatever substance it is 
or your porn account and blow way out of habit or you can gamble away everything that your life is unmanageable. And then the second step would be you come to believe in God, a power greater than yourself to restore you back to sanity. Then the third step, one of the most powerful steps, you finally make a decision to turn your will and your lives over to the care of God as you understand him. And uh, it goes on with this actually 12 steps, but to me those are like the most important ones because you know, you finally become with it, you know, and that's what happened to me, you know, after all the drug addiction, I was in, you know, I was a functioning alcoholic and addict because I continued to, to work. You know, I, I, I kept a job as a cardiac technician, also continued to DJ, and, uh, but all, all along with that, it was still taking me to a lot of dark places, mm-hmm. you know, and those were some dark times, too. Mm-hmm. So what happened is, is that when I got in this 12 step they, they they sent me to a lot of treatment centers back then, you know, because I was working at the hospital, which is now Crawford Long. Back then it was Crawford Long, now it's uh, Emory mm-hmm. University Hospital. But I was working there, and they sent me to treatment centers, and uh, six or seven months later I'd be back on the wagon drinking and doing drugs again. And the finally, after I pretty much lost under, uh, a lot of people call it rock bottom. After you hit rock bottom, then I became, circumstances made me willing to uh, go to a program. And this time, uh, the last treatment center I went to, uh, you, you slept on floors. Mm-hmm. There wasn't no more of those beds where the nurse come in and take your temperature and all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you so, Basically, you know, it was a hard time type of uh, treatment center. But that's where I began. I um, got a sponsor because when you were... Um, in a program of recovery, no matter what kind of program of recovery it is, they ask you to get a sponsor. Well, a sponsor is a person who ha- has clean time, uh, over a year or more of clean time, and they work with you to help you get to the process where you can get over a year or more clean time. So, and William, a sponsor. excuse me, William, let me let me stop you right there because I want to I want to bring out a point that is very key, and that is before you were going. And you, you know, you, you weren't, you obviously weren't ready. So what, what made the difference this time with, with checking into, uh, cause you said you went, you started the program several times. Is that correct? But you weren't yes, successful yes. at, at the program. So what, well, what, but what's the key that made the difference? Well, what I had mentioned is circumstances. I, I lost everything. Right, circumstances made me willing to look. I got to change, make a change. Mm-hmm. And circumstances will make you willing to uh, to make a change. So it was the, after I lost everything. You know, now there are some people that don't have to lose everything. It's the fact that, you know, you done drunk so much and then you don't want to lose your wife. Then you have to realize you're not doing this for your wife, but you're doing it for yourself. So mm-hmm. it's always a point that everyone gets to in any type of addiction. Everybody's bottom is not the same. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So mine was that I just lost everything. And I come to the point to, uh, you know, I, I got to make a change. Mm-hmm. You know, it's either live or die. You know, and so, like I say, everybody's not the same. You know, right. some mm-hmm. gentleman out there that, or a woman out there that, may love her family and children uh, more than she does 
the drugs or whatever she's addicted to. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, you know what? I got to get right because I don't want to lose my husband and I don't want to lose my children. Mm -hmm. You know, you got maybe a single mother. The court is threatening to take her children Mm -hmm. if she come in there with another drug bust. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it would make her willing to to try to make a change mm-hmm. and to and and be successful with that change, it makes you willing to listen. Let's right. just put it like that. And then they whatever the circumstances is, whether you lose everything or not, you're willing to listen. And as I was saying, is that I got a sponsor and he sit down with me and went over the big book because sometimes we have to have outside help. Oh, you know? definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> you know, we, even we as Christians. Sometimes we have to have outside help. Yeah, definitely. And this is what I look to, you know, me being a stone-to-the-bone child of God. Now, this is why I look, I still participate in programs of recovery, because this is what helped me get to the point where I could gain access and power to to, to, uh, gain access and power to, to, to come closer to my Creator closer to God, you know. So what reason I went over these steps, you know, finally you have to make a decision mm-hmm. to turn your, your, your will and your lives over to the care of God. And it's funny how this is in every step, Miss Mary, in every step, whether it's narcotic anomalous, whether it's uh, uh, alcoholic anomalous, or whether it's overeaters anomalous, they always say on the third step that you make a decision to turn your will and your life over to God. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? Yep. It's so amazing. God is going to be in it anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, is this, now I, I wanted to ask this question. Now, the book, because that so, that's the Bible of the, the addicts, right? We call it the Bible of the addicts. Yeah. Uh, like you said. So is this, the, is this what all of the everyone uses as this addiction it doesn't matter whether it's alcohol or crack would it does everybody basically use the same book each fellow each fellowship has his own book okay but, each fellowship mm-hmm. has his own book that it uses and uh say for instance if you're in uh um Alcoholic, uh, I mean, Alcoholic Anonymous, mm-hmm. it talks about, uh, the, in the forward to the first edition, it says, we uh, of Alcoholic Anonymous are more than 100 men and women. And anyway, it talks about, basically, we've lost the power of choice and dream. Mm-hmm. And we have a seamlessly hopeless state of mind and body. Mm-hmm. But then if you go to, into uh, Narcotic Anonymous, uh, it, it book. The first thing it tells you about is who is an addict. It wants you to know who is an addict. Mm-hmm. So that if you have any questions about who is an addict, then it's, it's real simple. It tells you. Mm-hmm. You know, it says who is an addict. It says addicts are men or women who have who are, are been addicted to some a particular uh, narcotic. And uh, what happens is is that these people, without help, then then they uh, continue to use and. There's only one ending to a jail's institution and death. Mm-hmm. So each one of them has their own preamble, but the whole point of it is, and then it also like um, in narcotics numbers is why why are we here? So most of us realize in our addiction we were slowly committing suicide, mm-hmm. but addiction addiction is such a cunning uh, enemy of life that they have lost the power to do anything about it. 
So the preambles are different, but then it's, it's the, the principles same are the same. The principles yeah, are the, the same. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. um, now, in this, uh, in this, there are dissensions among uh, uh, people, you know, because um, narcotic anomalies. What my sponsor taught me, he said, whatever meeting you go to, respect that fellowship. Mm-hmm. In other words, if I went in Alcoholic Anonymous, I'd say, hi, my name is William, and I'm an alcoholic. If I went to Narcotic Anonymous, I'd say, hi, my name is William, and I'm an addict. Mm-hmm. You respect whatever fellowship that you go to, but basically the principles are the same. Now, mm-hmm. there is a lot of hardcore Narcotic Anonymous people who get mad if you talk about alcohol. But I'm not one of them because I realize that the principles are the same mm-hmm. because, I mean, you... You have people in different fellowships that agree, just like you have ministers in different churches agree, but they disagree. Right. Because addiction the is the same. same. Right. Because addiction yeah. is the same. It doesn't matter what, what, like you say, what you're addicted to. Addiction, the meaning of addiction is the same in no matter what your addiction is. Yeah, because yeah, because basically our compulsion is a disease, right? And mm-hmm. illness affecting the body, mind, or spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, and the effect on our physical health is usually obvious. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 uh you yeah you you're like overeating can lead to obesity, smoking can lead to lung cancer. Mm-hmm. It, it's usually obvious. Right, drinking heavy drinking can lead to liver disease. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that, and it's narcotic, like, like I say, it leads you to either jail, institution, or death. But it, it, the thing is, is that all of it is basically the same principle. All of it, you need help from God mm-hmm. <laughs> to overcome these addictions. And that's in all of the steps it mentioned in it. Every one of them, the third step, that you have to turn your life and your will over to God. You know, and that's what I eventually had to do. I knew God. I grew Mm -hmm. up as a child going to church and all this kind of stuff. But until I realized that in the program that this is what I had to do, and then I had to work certain steps, you know. Mm. It's so simple. All these programs are simple, but they're not easy. Right, right. Because you have to take a deep and honest look at yourself. Mm. You know, that's the main thing. It's about taking a deep and honest look at yourself. And by taking this deep and honest look at yourself, you know, because, all, you know, a lot of alcoholic and addicts and people in general have things that they've hid for years. Mm-hmm. You got some women in church uh, that has never told anybody they were raped as a child. Yeah. You got mm-hmm. some abused as a child. You got some men that never told anybody they were abused as a child. Mm-hmm. But th- through God's grace and mercy, they have been able to keep that, you know, and not take them into a world of addiction, but that's not so for everybody. Right. And then the the thing about this, addiction does not discriminate. You know, some people that had a great childhood, mm-hmm. loving parents and everything, mm-hmm. but then the next thing you know, they're full of addiction and um, they're stealing from their parents. Mm-hmm. Like you say, you know, just yet, you know, like you say, um, just got with the wrong you know the wrong group of people influences you know influences is a, yeah know. i mean it's all kind of ways it's um mm-hmm. addiction that it doesn't discriminate just like uh this coronavirus it don't discriminate mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <That's> right <laughs> so you know, it, you know it, 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 nobody's it, exempted 
Yeah, so it's the same way with people uh, who have uh, addictive personalities, you know, and then you have to clean out that, uh, what I had talked about before, you have to, if the, if the inside, you clean out the inside of the cup clean first, and then you clean out the outside, so you clean out the whole cup, mm-hmm. and then the whole cup will be clean, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, you're, you're, you're uncovering all these hidden parts of ourselves will be able to change the outer person, you know, and that's mm-hmm. because you don't want to be, I hate to use the term, a lot of people say a dressed up dumpster. Mm, and you that's know, it. You got that's <laughs> a good. That's a good way to describe it. <laughs> I mean, because think about it. Yeah, people like um, a lady told me one time that uh, she went. She was gonna go to church, and she went to church, and the, the lady acted so mean and nasty because of the type of clothes that she had on. Mm. You know that, and wouldn't didn't want to hug her, and told her she sit over there and all mm. this kind of stuff, and that like change of mind about church you know mm. about attending uh about church and mm. because i'm thinking of what this person did to me all of them in there like that right, right. you know and this was a, another recovering addict you know mm-hmm. that she told me that and she shared that uh that in the meeting and uh you know and that changed it took her a long time mm. To, to get closer to God because she felt them people ain't, you know, right. they and ain't real. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people are already dealing with rejection and, you know, yeah. and then you come and have that experience. Yeah. Yeah. And then that that person that did that is probably a person that's there, at that they're good in church, but they got all kind of other problems. She might have just got through fighting with her husband that morning mm-hmm. and both of them fighting and they get all the way to church and then they get out the car and hold hands and go in church. <laughs> but it's still, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's still a lot going on and then that causes you to react that way toward other people. Right, right. You know, so exactly. uh, that, you, you the addiction, it. I did I didn't thank God most of the time didn't have a family, but I know other people uh, that did have a family at that particular time. And, uh, you know, you think about what they did to their family. Um, you know, pretty soon their family don't even have a house to stay in because they're using. And then pretty soon they have them in a hotel and then they lose the hotel where you still regularly using it. And then after a while your wife is going back home to her mama with the children and you lost your family because... You can't stop. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say that uh, uh, these programs of, uh, no matter what it is, these programs are so important because they can help you stop. You can't yes. con other addicted people yeah. because they've been there and they know. Yeah. So that's why it's so near and dear to my heart about uh, teaching people about addiction mm-hmm. and then... Uh, Carrying the message, uh, I think the last step says he carried the message to the uh, alcoholic or addict who still suffers. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. by doing that, you stay clean too, as well as you're doing what God, which what what God wants you to do. Right. You're right. working with others, mm-hmm. and you're helping others. Mm-hmm. Money is not always the solution. No, <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. And uh, you know, since that's what you know, and a lot of that's what it takes to get what you don't need is money. <laughs> so and, you, and I, I had a, I had a sponsor one time. The spirit that told me he's always say he said, "Man, you can't solve 
a spiritual problem with a material solution. Mm-hmm. And that's so it's true just, when you were talking earlier possible. and you were saying God. And I was saying, yeah, because it's, it is, we don't realize we always, it's always a spiritual warfare going on. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a spiritual warfare. And yeah. so he, that is so true. It is so yeah. true. You can't. Mm-mm. So yeah, and, and so this is why you, once you know what you're dealing with, because a lot of people don't know, uh, a lot of people don't realize that alcoholics have blackouts. And what a blackout is is that you're functioning, but you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. no idea. Mm-hmm. Somebody tell you that, you know, you went and grabbed this man, woman, wife, this man's wife at the party and was hugging her and holding her down, trying to rape her. You, you don't remember that because you're operating under a b- alcoholic blackout, mm. you know. You don't, and then if you're addicted to crack, you know that it's not right to steal your grandmama's uh, welfare check, but you do it anyway. Because mm. you don't have no sense of wrong or right. You just want to feed that. You're feeding your flesh. You just want to, so you're not, you're not concentrating on your your perception of right and wrong yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean what it is is that uh you self you were wrapped up in a world of selfishness mm-hmm. yeah and and then so you know if if you know what you're up against at first you can't fight nothing unless you know mm-hmm. what you're up against and you're up against uh, a, 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 a mental obsession of the mind a mental compulsion and it co- it brings along an allergy I mean, you know, after a while, and I'm going to read something real quick to you. It says, men and women who drink or men and women who use because they like the effect produced by alcohol or whatever their drug. It said the sensation, that's the feeling that they get. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it, it's, it's so elusive. And what elusive is is something that's hard to hold down. It's so elusive while they admit it is injurious, they cannot after a time differentiate the truth from the false. Mm. You, you you know that you do it, but to you it's truth. I got to get high, but mm-hmm. it's really what you're doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and it says they are restless, irritable, and what we talked about earlier, irritable and discontented unless they can again just get high. Mm-hmm. It ain't gonna be no peace until I can get high, but ain't gonna be no peace till I order me four more, five more pieces and keep eating. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So whatever it is. It ain't no going to be no peace until I lost all the money in the casino and then I come back and steal some more money and go back mm. and start gambling some more, you know, sitting in front of the machines or wherever you're gambling, you know. So this thing is really, this addiction is really a disease. And some people don't feel, I mean, if if I told you uh, I got cancer, then everybody going to feel sorry for me. Everybody going to, you know. But if I told you, you know, I'm a drunk, I can't stop. Uh, well, you need to just, you need to just stop. Be strong. You know, go get out of here. <laughs> you see what? But you, but they don't realize it's a disease. You know, mm-hmm. and the yeah, first thing is. they think, they think about, boy, his wife such a sweet woman. He should just stop for her fate. But he can't. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's, it's 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 just it's a. Addiction is cunning, baffling, and powerful. What that means is the devil. Yeah, and you can't, you cannot do it by yourself. Mm-mm, you yeah, can't. With, with, without help, it's too much for us. You know, yeah. so you have to, you have to deal with this on a spiritual and uh, an mm-hmm. altruistic type plane. You have to deal with it in a way that uh, 
it gets you closer to God, and then you do a personal house cleaning and get to the root of why you became that way. Mm. You know, you know, just get get to the root of it. You know, I mean, uh, kids used to always pick on me because I was short, but that's okay. When I drunk, I felt tall. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, seriously, you know, mm. you, you know, that's, that's that's part of my story. You know. I, I didn't have any securities about being short after that, you know. Because, hey, man, I got all the liquor and I got all the drugs. I'm the man. Man, you thought you, you thought you, it told, it told you you were tall. It told yeah. you you were tall, you know. Yeah. 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 And it, it told you, and then why you didn't care. Because mm. you had with something that you, you, um, I think it was, who was that? Marvin Gaye that had this song, a song out flying high in the friendly sky. <laughs> and, and, and what it was, he said, I go to this place where this demon awaits me and is bound to forsake me. But it's true. Mm. You go to, you, you, you go and you pick it up, whether it's at the liquor store or the shot house or wherever, you know what's going to happen. You know you're going to end up the same way you did the last time, but then you continue to do it, you know. And we go to the doctor, and the doctor says, if you have one more drink, you're going to die. You go have that drink anyway. Because mm. you can't stop. So what, what happens? Well, like I said, we get outside help, and when you become willing enough to, to realize that you need, to, you need help, then you, you, you seek help, you know, some kind of way. You'll find a way to get help. You know, you, uh, what they say, God, fall out on your knees and say, God, help me, I can't stop. Well, then you doing an honest prayer like that, then God will send you to the right places to do, to get what happened, to get what you need in order to to, to learn how to stay clean. Because that's basically what it is. You, you're going in treatment centers to learn how to stay clean. That's basically all it is, you know. And after that, you have to take action. All they do is give you a set of spiritual tools and they lay them at your feet. And then from that, you pick them up, and you learn, and you use them to stay clean. It's simple, but it's not easy. Mm-hmm. But you, then, the, like we say, in life, the challenging part is is actually applying it. That's the challenge of it, is you have to apply it. They give you the rules, but you got to apply them. And that's the hard yeah, part. And, yeah, and, and they give you, you apply it. And then, and then what happens is, is that you put in some work. Mm-hmm. You know, you actually you apply it. <laughs> make you, and I think like the fourth step is you make a fearless, fearless and searching moral inventory of yourself. Mm-hmm. And then, then I, I started looking at okay, okay, if God, God didn't make no mistakes. If He made me short, then He made me short for a reason, and uh, I'm no different from anybody that's tall. And then I, I can't be punishing myself because of that you know mm. basically stuff like that and then you start deal with deal with whatever situations that had occurred in your life because a lot of us are addicted like you you mentioned a good thing Ms. Mary you mentioned about how people are just bound with fear now mm-hmm. and well the thing about it is a lot of those people were fearful anyway mm-hmm. yeah all of us should have some kind of but it should be a healthy fear mm-hmm there's a difference between having a negative fear and a positive fear. And then when you consume with it, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. mm-hmm, it's sort of like an yeah. addiction. Yeah, it's sort of like yeah. an addiction. You you consume with it. Yeah, so, you know, it, 
it's 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 a it's a it's a big difference, you know, because mm-hmm. what I know now is that, you know, these people they make they they're giving you suggestions. They come on the air, they say, Well, you wash your um your hands. Yeah. Uh you wash them for more than twenty seconds. You uh wear a mask or you wear gloves, you stay six feet apart. In the program, you come into an addiction program, they tell you, well, you need to get a sponsor. You mm-hmm. need to work the steps. Mm-hmm. You need to attend meetings. Mm-hmm. You take suggestions. Mm-hmm. And that's how you eventually get clean. Well, if you don't want to contract, contact, uh, con- get this virus, then what you do is you take the suggestions that they recommend. Mm-hmm. And then somehow everything just goes full circle. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the same thing. You know, you you take suggestions because if you don't, then um, what they say is about the jail institution, you don't get DUI. You get enough DUIs, what they do? They they send you to jail, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They take yeah. your license from you. You know, you lose your job. You know, there are consequences that you have to pay. You know, if I go into a... A place putting my hands all over the counter, and I come out. The people that told me not to touch my face, I'm wiping my eyes and all that stuff. There's some going to be some consequences behind that. Mm-hmm. You know, I may or may not catch it the first time, may or not catch it, but if I continue to practice that type of behavior, yeah. I'm going to catch something. Mm, it's consequences for disobedience. <laughs> consequences <laughs> for disobedience. You got that right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you know. It, it, Disobedience. Uh, it's just like you know. What was that when uh when uh in the Bible when he told uh, uh I forgot who it was right now, but he told him not to not to, to to kill everything. You know the people and the animals and everything. And it, God was talking to him and he heard a, a sheep in the background. <laughs> <laughs> sheep just eh. He's waiting. Is, uh, is that a sheep that I hear? I thought I told you to. Okay, he was being disobedient. You know, mm-hmm. God tells us to do things, uh, you know, and you do them, you know. And mm-hmm. then um, when people are trying to tell tell you things to stay healthy or you follow those, uh, you follow the directions, you know, mm-hmm. the direction that things are laid out. It, it's almost like they got a set of steps now for Corona. Think about it. First thing they say, step one, wash your hands. Second thing they say, step wag look. It's almost like they got a set of steps for them for that, you know. Mm-hmm. So the, basically, it's about anything in life is about you know, like you said, being obedient. So let me ask you um, this, William. So what was what was the you had with your sponsor? Did you did you communicate with your sponsor every every day or? How often did you communicate with your sponsor? Well, the first thing you do is your sponsor, you communicate with your sponsor as often as you have to. The first thing you you would do is you would get a sponsor that's not a yes man. Just like if you want to join a church, you don't get a church that has some type of substance, some kind of depth and weight to it. You're not going to just go anywhere, some church where, you know, after the, after the service, the minister said, okay, we're going to all go in the back and we're going to drink some wine or something and fellowship. Wait a minute, something ain't right about this picture. You know, you're not going to go to a, a church that um, 
where a bunch of mean people in the church, somebody want to fight you because that's their seat. You know, mm-hmm. that things like that happen, Miss Mary, okay? Right. So how do you, I mean, I know you assigned, so you, so how you assigned a sponsor initially? No, 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 you, know, no, no. you pick that? one. You pick one yourself. But how you, you know? Somebody well, you pick in a meeting. Oh, okay. You hear somebody speak in a meeting. Okay, okay. You had a alrighty. Meeting, you pick, okay. And you hear somebody speak in a meeting. Mm-hmm. And they always say at the end of the meeting, uh, with anybody with a year or more, please raise their hand. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say, if you don't have a sponsor, then you can get with one of these people. And some people say, well, you know, I have too many people. I'm sponsoring too many people. And then some people uh, will say, yeah, I'd be glad to sponsor. So that's what happened. I mm-hmm. heard him share and I said, I want him to be my sponsor. Okay. I went and asked him. Okay. And then what he did with me, uh, he sat down with me and took me through the first 164 pages of the big book. Mm-hmm. And when he took me through the first 164 pages of the big book, I found out why, what was wrong with me, I, I, the reason I was blacking out. We went through the doctor's opinion. It talks about that you have a, phys- a mental obsession of the mind and a physical allergy. So I found out what was wrong with me, mm-hmm. you know. And then after that, then he helped me work the steps. Okay. I worked the fourth step with him. I, he helped me make a list of uh, uh, my fears, my anger, my hostility, my bitterness. And in other words, he did a fourth step. You made a feeling, moral inventory of yourself, resentment. Mm-hmm. Okay, I may have resented my cousin uh, because his family had more money than mine. So I wrote down those resentments. And then later on, as you go down in the step, if you harm somebody, you make amends. So this is what the sponsor helps you do. Okay, okay. So, and I'm thinking the sponsors, I would be listening um, how many years they've been clean. They might, <laughs> you know, that's one of the things I would have been listening to. I think I would have wanted to know how many years you've been clean. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, yeah, but, but, but let me tell you why that doesn't always work. You may have somebody with 20 years clean, and they still ain't work no steps. They just been staying high, on, I mean, staying clean on willpower alone. Mm. So that's why you listen to what somebody says. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that's like that's like me saying, I'm going to go to this church because this church is 150 years old, mm. and they got 6,000 members. Does that make the church the right church for you? No. Mm-hmm. So, no, you don't listen at how many years that they got. You listen to them talk, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, this is the one for me. I hear the truth, and I hear the sincerity mm-hmm. of what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I want it. And then he, I hear the solution. Mm-hmm. There's three kind of people that go to meetings. People that's looking for the solution. People that's in the process of getting the solution. And those who have the solution. Mm-hmm. And you may go to a meeting, and ain't nobody got the solution. Mm-hmm. Three kind of people that go to church. People that's looking for God, people that's in the solution of have, finding God, and people who have found God. And some of those who just go because that's what they've been doing <laughs> all their life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, 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 how many years you been going to church? Mm-hmm. I've been going to church 23 years. Mm-hmm. And then you he go out in the car, and after he get home, he stop by the, the place and get him a six-pack of beer and or he go home and beat his wife. Okay. But he's been going to church 23 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But as soon as he get home, he beat his wife, beat the children, and kick the dog. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but, 
He's been going to church 23 years. He's a good man, you know. <laughs> but you're right. So, you definitely pay attention to, and that's in everything I learned to do that. You listen to conversation, and then the other thing you you see your your words got your actions line up with your words. So once yeah. again, you you pay attention to all of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So 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 that's what you do. You listen, and then you know um, you go ahead, and then that way you can choose your sponsor, and then because you want to have people. When you get to the fourth step of not doing this inventory and stuff like that, that's a serious part of recovery. You want to get rid of all these things that's been that's that's been keeping you using, and mm-hmm. all these reasons that you've been using. So you want to get rid of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know you have to have somebody that that that's sincere in their recovery mm-hmm. and that actually working those steps themselves. Mm-hmm. You know you don't want to just like I say get somebody just because they have time. Mm-hmm. You know, they got 50 years, that don't mean nothing, you know, that's it. That means that, yeah, for 50 years, they just been without drug, a drink or a drug, but, but for 50 years, they have not, they have not really been working the program, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I'm going to read to you something about, like, who is an addict. This is, like, something out of the uh, NA, um, uh, the NA handbook. It says, most, who is an addict? Most of us do not have to think twice about this question. We know our whole life and thinking was centered in drugs in one form or another, the getting and using and finding ways and means to get more. We live to use and use to live. Very simple. An addict is a man or woman whose life is controlled by drugs. We are people in the grip of a continuing and progressive illness, which ends always the same, jail, institution, or death. And, uh, what my sponsor told me at the end of that, when you get to the death part, it could be a long death. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean by it? it could go on for you could be dying for years? Mm-hmm. You know, so what happens is, is that this is why the reason that you get a sponsor, and this is why you attend meetings regularly. Mm-hmm. Because if yeah, you no, attend that's... meetings regularly, you're hearing, this is why you go to church regularly. Mm-hmm. You keep a conscious contact with God. You go to meetings, you keep a conscious contact with people in recovery. Mm-hmm. You build you a network. If you mm-hmm. want to open a business, what's the first thing you do? You build a network. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same, same thing if you know people that's listening to this, no matter what you are addicted to, you build a network of people who have overcome this illness or this addiction or whatever you got going on. I'm not going to get an active gambler to help me stop gambling. Because <laughs> I'm going to do the same thing he's doing. You hear me say, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get a, a, a person that, that love to eat and then I'm trying to stop eating and every time we done made four or five trips to Burger King. You see what I'm saying? So, so you know, you have to do that, you know, and it, it's not easy and, and you're not going to be perfect at the end of this. That's that's the main thing to realize. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, there are, there are things that I have, things that I do that's, that's still not right. But what I continue to try to do is I continue to go to the meetings. I continue to stay in church. Mm-hmm. I continue to do the things I need to continue to surround myself around positive people mm-hmm. and people who are in these programs of recovery and people mm-hmm. Who uh, you know, I might call some of the deacons at the church at the time and talk to them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because 
you know, we're not, none of us are perfect. It's some of us who think we're perfect. And those are the people really? you really have to watch. <laughs> I was say, really? Yeah, really? You, you really have to watch. I mean, you know, whenever That's somebody scary. thinks <laughs> that they got a monopoly on God, no, you don't <laughs> have a monopoly on God. But you think you do. You think everybody else is wrong. You think I'm wrong all the time. You right. You know, I ain't did nothing. I, I All I ever did was do right. You know, okay, uh, those <laughs> people that don't take an honest look at themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's what it, that's where, um, you know, when you, if you're addicted to anything, that's when you first thing that you have to do, uh, when you become willing, you finally take an honest look at yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, I know why I hadn't been able to stop now. What, what, what caused me to be this way? You know, what caused me to, 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 to actually, become an addict well i have to look at things from the beginning you know i have to look at things from the day i was born and think about things that that, that stuck out in my mind that i never forgot and the things that i've heard from people and try always tried to cover up mm-hmm. you know like we go back to the dressed up dumpster thing you know and uh i'm looking good but boy i'm i'm a mess inside mm-hmm. yeah What's no. gonna, Go ahead. I'm sorry, go. I was just going to ask you, I was just thinking, now what is, what would you say, and I know there was a lot of good um, advice, information that your sponsor uh, told, told you, obviously, uh, but what would you say, what is one key thing that your sponsor said to you that really helped you? What was one the tip that he gave you that really helped you? I think the main thing that he, t- he, he, uh, he told me was that uh, I, I that being addicted, I had a, a spiritual problem, and uh, he always used to say you can't solve a spiritual problem with a material solution. So that helped me realize, even when I was clean, that uh, I can go out and buy many pair of Jordans as I wanted to, and I could, you know, buy all these new jogging suits and stuff like that. But that's not gonna keep me clean. And, I have to work. Take okay. action. Okay. You know, be it. You have to just take action. You know, you have to, uh, like what somebody said, if you go into a doctor, you have to be an advocate of your own self. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you have to take action. That's the main thing he taught me, you know, that about those spiritual principles of that, that nothing that I can do uh, is going to help me uh, spiritually. The, 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 the thing is that I have to create a conscious contact with God, mm-hmm. and the only way you're going to do that. It's by taking action. That's it. That's what know? I was going to... And that's what he taught me, you know. He taught me... And, and and basically by going through the book, I learned that too. But, you know, he that's the main thing that he emphasized. Main thing he emphasized, and then go to meetings. The reason you go to meetings is because you hear the solution. You hear the problem. You hear things. You hear what to do and what not to do. Mm. You know, and uh, it's the same way with the reasons that we listen to bishop is because we learn what to do how to handle situations that what they say situations that used to baffle us <laughs> you know you know, you know bishop was right on because i've been thinking that way i have been doing that way you know and that's why you know uh, the love and the fellowship is you go to somebody man i'm glad you said that and he may just be just off the streets and he say something that a person like me that got 28 years can relate to. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's 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 uh it's 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 all there for you. But the main thing is is that you know you have to know that whatever problem that you got, you can't solve it with money. You can't solve it with sex. You can't solve it with with nothing else. Is going to help except you know you start taking an honest look at yourself and work a programs and work a program of recovery. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what was the experience? The experience that you had and you shared, and and this was big. That really, really, um, I think, sort of put you over on your way. That was your big, big aha moment, as they would say, aha moment. That um, he told you. You were telling me about um, a conversation. I guess you was having a, a difficult day, and he told you. What did he tell you to think about? God. <laughs> yes, yes. I love that story. So don't so share that. He said, he said, go to, okay, he probably walked up to me, man, and he said, okay, this is what I want you to do. He said, I want you to go through the whole day thinking about God. And I'm like, okay, all right, okay, go through the whole day thinking about God. So I did. I, I, I went through the whole day, and I, every now and then if I thought something crazy, i think about God. And then he says, uh, he came back the next day, and he said, okay, you went through the whole day thinking about God. What happened? I said, nothing. I just did what you told me. <laughs> and, and then uh, he said, go back and do it again. You know, uh, and, and uh, I did. You know, I uh, I went through the whole day thinking about God, but this time it was different. Mm-hmm. I started thinking about, you know, how wonderful God was and the reason that I'm still alive. I started thinking about situations that, mm-hmm. you know, I knew I should have been busted then, or I knew I should have been. And when I went back, I started telling him the things when I was thinking about God, how I thought about how wonderful God is, how he had carried me through, you know, like the, the story, the footprints in the sand mm-hmm. that carried me through all these situations. And then from that, I, I, I developed a closer contact with God. Mm-hmm. So, but but my sponsor was uh, he was a, a sticker for doing it. I read Bill's mm-hmm. story, and the Bill story is the story about the guy that started alcohol uh, uh, anonymous, and he has a story right in the front of the book. And I read Bill's story, and he told me to go back and read Bill's story again. And, that, and I'm like, I truly, I just read it. He said, go back and read it again. <laughs> and when I went back and read it again, I saw things that I had missed. It's almost like uh, you read a scripture, you know, and it says, like, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. All I might get out of that is, well, well, faith is something else. But then I'm looking at it, I read it again, that substance of things hoped for, that hits me. And Mm -hmm. it talks about the evidence of things not yet seen. Faith becomes a deeper meaning to me. Mm -hmm. So... A lot of times we have to repeat what is your favorite scripture or scriptures, or if you're reading in recovery thing, a lot of times you need to um, to, to, to re- reread that, revisit yeah, it, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, and, yeah. We, and we know repetition is good because there's many times, you know, it, it, and it's so key because the second time you started, you you had a different perspective. You were looking at it went to the positive. You started looking at the positive things, 
And yeah. yeah, and before you were just, I don't know, but <laughs> anyway, the, 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 what I really heard you saying the second time is you start thinking about, you know, how good the goodness of God, and you start looking at, you got a positive aspect of yeah, of it right, the second right. time. And then when we, even reading scriptures, you know, um, you, first time you read it, then when you read it again, you get a whole different awakening, a whole different awareness, like watching a movie. You watch it the first time, I watch movies over, and, and each time I see, I mean, I've seen them, I don't know how many times, each time I watch it, I see something that I missed the first time I watched the movie. So, the same thing, and in, in when your repetition is, is really, it's good. It's, and, and right, because, you know, even in, like, the end of Bill's story, he talks about every day my friend's simple spiritual talk in our kitchen multiplies itself, multiplies itself into a widening circle of peace on earth and goodwill to men. Mm. It multiplies. You know, the more that you get this in you, it multiplies. Mm. More God, more power. <laughs> yeah, know? that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so... You know, that's what that's what it is about when you're facing addictions. The more you work on it and the more you stay clean, the more power you get over that addiction. Mm. So, William, let's um, um, let's let's I'm going to ask you if you if we I'm one of our listeners. Some of our listeners may be, you know, people at home. now. <laughs> A lot of people at home. We don't shut down, lock down. Um, whatever you want to call it, but they're at home with their families, or they may be there by themselves, but they have a um, addiction problem. So, what what good encouraging advice can you say? Something encouraging to them? Well, I want to say that all is not lost. As long as there's life, there's still hope. That's the most important thing. If you're suffering from any type of addiction now, whether it's drugs, alcohol, crack, food, uh, pornography or gambling as long as there's life there's still hope and you can recover we do recover we do get better you know that's the main thing you know and you realize that you this compulsion that you have to do whatever it's just a disease of the spirit you know and you're in some bondage now but you can recover you know you can uh this because all this compulsion is doing is separating separating you from God, you know. So we do get better. We do recover. You know, just continue to, if you, if you convince now that you have what you have, just begin to take some steps toward finding a solution. There is a solution. There's a solution, you know, for this, you know, and, and you can find out how it's working Obtain a conscious contact with God and uh, seek outside help if necessary. You know, um, always seek outside help if necessary. If you have an annual management problem, then you need to seek outside help. You know, if you, you, you know, there's so many programs of recovery, you know, if you're convinced now, but realize what it's doing to, to, to this is a word of encouragement, but realize what it's doing to you, your body, and your family. Mm-hmm. Realize what this is doing to, to to your children if you have children. Realize what it's doing to your family members, you know, and get help. You know, help is out there. You know, 
I'm gonna give everybody my phone number mm-hmm. so that you can call call me and I feel free to talk to you if I'm not there, if I don't answer, leave a message and I will return your call. But my phone number is six seven eight eight six zero four zero five six. I'm gonna say that one more time. Six seven eight eight six zero four zero five six. And uh I'll be glad to um to work with you or point you in the right direction. I may, may not I may not be the one that you want to wear. I know where I know several treatment uh facilities that you may be able to get into. I know several if you're a female, I know a bunch of female people who are willing to sponsor you uh with clean time, thirty or forty years, but they have quality time. You know, she may not have but eight years, the woman that I send you to, but they have quality time. People that will sit down with you and go over steps with you and take you through the book. So as long as there's life, there's still hope. Those are my words of encouragement, and I'll be glad to help anybody. Mm, thank you, William. That's great. And, um, William, I always, you know, I always love to hear your story. And especially this time when you share to see you, you've been hiding out on some talents and some gifts. So each time I hear your story, I learn a, <laughs> a little, learn a little bit more. <laughs> Let me tell you, Mary, I, I, have, I have not really told all of my story. There's some parts in there that you wouldn't believe where <laughs> drugs and alcohol took me. But I don't have time for that right now. <laughs> but um, the thing about it is that you know I've been through I've been through so much, and it's just that it's just amazing that you know through God's grace and mercy mm-hmm. I'm still alive. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I'm 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 glad about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you are you are anointed. Your your story. One of the reasons why I love another reason why I love to hear you share. And for other people, because all of us, you know, we we have a story. And what we don't realize, and I learned, too, is is we think it's just about us and our story. But our testimony, you know, those are our testimonies. And it's because, you know, God meets us. You, you know, your story reminds me and tells us once again and shows us that God meets us where we are. And yes. that that's very key. He has and because he has a plan for each and every one of us. Uh, you know, it's no perspective person. Unlike man, he doesn't, you know, it's not based on your gender, your race, your money, your titles, your degrees, or none of those. But he, once again, it's about him and his plan for you. So your journey, whatever you're going through, is part of the journey to get you to your destiny. And then that, you know, when you tell your story, like you, what you do, you help other people. You, you, and that's why I said speak, you know, speak, because we don't know who's listening and God put it on my heart to, to have you come on for a reason. So it's going to be someone out there that's going to be blessed. They may have a relative. It may not be them or, you know, but once again, our stories are very, um, yeah, very important. God has a purpose and a plan for each of us. And he's going to use each of us. And he uses us differently. So, um, once again, and none of us are perfect, as you said, we are all a work in progress. So, but I mean, grace and mercy gives us the grace and mercy, uh, to get through whatever the challenge is, because, um, and we'll pray for those mm -hmm. who think they, who think, still think they're perfect. Oh, they need a lot of prayer. (laughs) They need a lot of, they need a lot of prayer. Uh, They're self-righteous. I call them self-righteous people, (laughs) self-righteous. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But um once again, um, we am just love sharing that I love for you to, to hear that story and um, you know, this time that we're in, as I said, so many people are just gripped with fear. And I'm not, you know, I really, really do. And we need to take it seriously with what's going on um, with Corona. But our point is that really um, God, you know, God has. And I, I love this, this scripture. And one thing that came to my mind and I pulled this scripture to share is Isaiah 55 um, verses 8. And I have verses 8 and 9. And God says, starting in 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are many ways higher than, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So, once again, we don't know, man don't know, um, the governor don't know. The president don't know. This corona thing is God who knows, our creator, and, and and he's the one who knows. So this time and all this time that he has given is uh, my thing is really I hope people use it. And I keep saying it is an opportunity because it's something that all of us can be doing other than just barked in fear. We yes. have things that we can do with so many people. I mean, we have all this wonderful technology and he has, you know, placed us at home. People are at home. I mean, I'm still going to work, but people are at home. Many people are working from home. The children are there and everything is right there. And um, so there's many things that we can be doing constructively and helping someone else, helping each other and not just focusing on um, Corona, because this, this, that's yeah. what they, when you turn on the news, you know, people watching the news, all they're glued to the TV, and that's all the talk and every real conversation. But once again, we know someone who is who knows everything. You know, he is a healer. You know, he's a protector. He is much, much more, and God is speaking to us with this, this corona. He is speaking, and he wants our attention, you know, our eyes, our ears open, and he's speaking. He wants us to hear his voice, and that he is with us in this corona, and he's saying, be still and know that I am your sovereign God. I have the power to do what I want to do. He's telling us, I'm the one in control. You know, he's asking you right now what are you going to do what are you going to bow to him now you're going to bow to him later but he's the one to go to in the midst because the president once again don't know the governor don't know cdc they looking to cdc but cdc they don't know you know they you know they don't know all they know is science and and medicine Mm -hmm. and but once again god is our creator and he is in control and so uh, take this opportunity. We've been saying we haven't had time to do this. We haven't had time to do that. We haven't had time. Take this time to spend with him and, and pray. We need to be praying, you know, and, and, and doing and speaking to him. Once again, taking that time to really spend with him and families. There's so many things that we can do with our children and praying with them and 
Uh, mm-hmm. The family, you're getting back to the old things we used yeah. to do. Everybody's sitting around the table, you know, enjoying the meal together mm-hmm. and put them phones down yeah. and them computers down <laughs> and come together. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. so many things. Yeah. And a chill. And, 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 <laughs> right. And I want to say this real quick, Ms. Mary, that, you know, also you take this time to uh, to stay close, to get closer to God through prayer and mm-hmm. meditation. Mm-hmm. Because that's an important part of life, and it's an important part of recovery. Right, You know, right. just staying closer to God, because much as we we know that a lot of people stay at home, there's a lot of people that's in bad marriages. Mm-hmm. You got two people that's at home together that usually have a way to escape because they go to work. And then they only have so many hours to be there because because they're having a difficult marriage. Mm-hmm. Or you have some difficult things that's going on with your children. And usually you have a way to escape because they're normally at school for a while. Right. So this is really a time that you have to stay close to God and you have to stay pray, yeah. prayed up and meditated up. Mm-hmm. Because it's an important part of life and then maybe... Maybe some of these things would be worked out, but even if they can't be worked, even if you say, even if your marriage can't be worked out, you know, it would at least help without anything domestic violence coming in between. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can, you know, separate yourself and continue to stay in prayer and meditation until this is over with. So it's not always the perfect ideal situation that you may be in, but God. But God mm-hmm. is always there, mm-hmm. you know, and he's yes. always going to be right on time, you know. Yes. So this is what we have to do, just continue to stay, get, continue to develop a, a conscious contact with God and through prayer and meditation. Yes, and yes. And that's an important part and, of my and life. And that feeds, because um, women, I like this, this uh, pastor said, um, Pastor Lord actually said, I heard him say the other week, I was listening to him, and I love the way he put it. We need to feed our, our, our faith and not our fear. We need yeah. to feed our faith and not our fear. And we do that through spending time with God and his word. And now, you know, we don't have any excuse to not be going to church and not to be listening to his word. Because virtually, you know, it's virtually everybody's doing church on, on online now. So or either conference calls. So. You get a word in, you know, you can hear some good, <laughs> good. You have time to do all those things yeah. that we didn't have time. Yeah. Like you say, make sure you're spending that time. That is so key is your relationship yeah, with right. him. Because right. And even if even <laughs> if you never were, read the word, there's a book in uh, uh, Proverbs, mm-hmm. the, the, the pro- book of Proverbs, it teaches how to live a good life and how to deal with various problems mm-hmm. that we encounter on a daily basis. So I, I encourage all those who who might be listening to this that's not familiar with the Bible, to have one at home, go to Proverbs. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And read, and, and because, you know, it goes, it, it's, like I say, it teaches us about how to live a good life, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. to go through and encounter various situations. So I'm sorry to cut you off, Ms. Mary. No, but no. I just, it, it just thought that this came to my mind yeah. that, you know, we need to... Uh, 
do some reading and and writing down stuff too. You know, right? Start writing your pick you out a journal. Yeah. You know, hey, your journal might be end up being on the bestseller list. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying because that's what I do. I got yeah. all these journals, right? You know, right. because once again, but that's so true. And when you write it down and go back and look at it, you know, because you yeah. get a different like you get a different perspective each time you go back and read those notes. You know, God is yeah. speaking. And, and, so. And and a lot of people don't do that. You know, mm-hmm. that's why a lot of people think something wrong with, you know, you, you come home, look at him. He, he's sitting there still watching TV. He doesn't, you know, you need to look, take an honest look at yourself. Yeah, and that's that's and, that's key. <laughs> that's very key. And the why you're even thinking that or saying that, you know, right. because that's how that person relaxes. That's just how they relax, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so start writing down journals and mm-hmm. stuff like that and, and like you say, going back and learn, and you look, go back and look at it like, mm-hmm. wow, you know. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. a good time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really this the it's, worst of times. Sometimes it turn out to be the best. Of oh times. yeah, yeah. We especially yeah. we. I mean, you know, that is so that is so true because once again, we know that for those of us who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose and His plan, and we are that God is working all this together for good. Once again, if we focus on, I mean, so I heard so many wonderful stories. I heard a story the other day, and I think I saw this on the news. They they was um talking about this dog. They were talking about, see, I mean, there's so many opportunities that people can be doing things, helpful things. Mm-hmm. They were talking about the dog, the neighbor was um sick and so this neighbor the neighbor would help you know get the groceries and stuff but she the neighbor had trained her dog to take stuff over to this neighbor who she was helping now if the dog can do something you know we can get up and do something i just thought that was such an awesome story but the point is it's something we can be doing you know and once again don't feed your fears but feed your faith because once again let me say this you know i'm a health you know i'm always the health conscious william because let me tell you if corona don't take you out your fear is is because fear feeds stress right. you know what I'm saying? fear feeds yeah. stress and how many right. of us know that the number one killer is stress because fre- right. stress feeds sickness and yeah. diseases and then it creates yeah. things so don't right. you know yeah. and that's why i say you know decrease right. your news watching i'm not saying don't watch the news yeah. and, and i'm saying and i'm not saying did not to take you know, this Corona thing seriously because, yes, I, you know, take all the precautions. I know I am. I'm still going to wear my gloves. And then I'm when I, you know, I, now I wear, I put that mask on. And uh, so definitely take it serious and be obedient yeah. to all those precautions. Yeah. And, um, you know, follow the guidelines yeah. that they have put in place as best you can. Yeah. And just do what they're saying to do. But once again, don't feed your fears. Feed Fear. your faith. Right, and I I think it's important that I had one of the uh, teachers that taught me a recovery class, he had this saying where he said that um, fear is the dark room where negatives are developed. Mm. And I thought that was so deep because, and and, and I I don't really fear anything now. Mm -hmm. That's one thing where I'm pretty stable at. Mm -hmm. I don't fear fear what's going to happen today or fear what's going to happen tomorrow because I keep a conscious contact with God. And Mm -hmm. I know that, I know this, if I don't know nothing else, 
I know that nobody has a monopoly on God. That's right. That's right. You think you better than me and your God Mm -mm, better than mine? mm -mm. Then you in the wrong ballgame. Because if you read his word. Nobody has a monopoly on God. That's right. And you have to realize, like you said, that fear is a, it's, it's just like he said, a dark room with negatives are developing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be in fear about anything. Mm-hmm. And because that's, like you say, look at all the stuff that uh, it causes. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't cause a disease, it causes you to have all kind of other mental problems. Right. Exactly, yeah. William. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's what, um that's so key because once again, the devil, it's all the devil. Fear is not a, a that's not a spirit of God. That's the spirit of the devil. The devil come to kill, steal, and destroy and what does that fear do? It's killing you because it's putting dra- on your life. Yeah. And once again, it's going to destroy you. And so yeah. all of this is, you know, that's the devil's big gun. I always say that's the devil's big gun. He, it's fear. Fear is the devil's yeah, and, big gun. Yeah, and, and, and fear will have you a prisoner of your mm-hmm. own mind. Yes, yes, of your own mind. Yep, and that is so true. So once again... Feed your faith and not your fears, uh, guys. Mm-hmm. And um, you know that John ten ten. That's that's how I found this scripture from victim to victory is found in this scripture. John, <laughs> you know, John ten ten yeah. says the devil came yeah. to kill, steal, and destroy, but right. I came so that they may have more life, have life and more abundantly. More abundant. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so once again, and there may be someone um on that's listening, uh, listeners who has not yet accepted god but this is your opportunity for that too. get get that time and accept because god is there it doesn't matter once again we talked about it doesn't matter what you've done where you've been Mm -hmm. god has been with you through it all but it's an opportunity i mean he went to the to the cross jesus went to the cross for all of us and so he's just waiting for you to receive. The gift has been given. And that's Jesus gave his life. And he died and he went through all of that at the cross. And all this fear and depression and all this other stuff. He overcame the world. And now he's in us. So once again, this is your opportunity to accept the gift. You just hadn't accepted the gift. It's there. It's been offered. So you need to go ahead and unwrap it. So give God your life and, um, you know, just let him lead and guide you. And um, certainly, as we have talked about, because we can't do none of this, whether it's addiction or whatever it is, this fear thing and all of this. We cannot do anything. Corona, whatever it is, God has it. He has it. He's in control. He's the one who I'm trusting. I'm not. I'm not trusted in the governor. I'm not. Now I'm praying for all of them. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna pray for all of them. And before we get off this line, we're gonna pray for all of them um, on this podcast because it is so key. Because they don't know. Once again, they don't know. But God knows. We trust in Him. And um, we always need to look back at our history. Just think about what God has done in your life. History is so key. What is, 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 has there ever been a time that God didn't bring you through something? You know, we are here. We don't, we, we not in it. We're going through it. So just like he's brought us through other things in our country and in this world, it too shall pass. It's looking dark mm-hmm. right now, but the light, the light once again light got to come on so you just yeah. keep moving you keep moving you can't be paralyzed um with fear so yeah. 
Alrighty. So, Wim, you got anything else to say there before we move on to the next segment? But thank you. That was so good. <laughs> well, you know, again, you know, we're starting out talking about addiction. I just want people to know, as I said before, as long as there's life, there's still hope. Mm-hmm. And uh, today, you know, uh, as, a, as, as a member of, uh, like I say, uh, alcoholic anonymous and uh, narcotic anonymous, and also as a member of the church that I attend, you know, that I realized that they, I, I have a good life. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm so happy because I've overcome the power of uh, the power of choice and drink and the power of choice and drugs. I no longer need those things to feed into to make me feel a certain mm-hmm. way. And, and that's only by the grace of God mm-hmm. today that I'm, I'm clean and sober. It's only by the grace of God today that I live a good life mm-hmm. and that I'm happy and that God provides for me. You know, no matter what it is, I know that he provides for me. And I just need to keep a continue to keep a conscious contact with God. And I pray that those of you out there will take that to heart. What what mm-hmm. me and Miss Mary is talking about? Be get closer to God. Mm-hmm. And if you have problems doing that, there's so many things that you can do. Mm-hmm. There's so many mm-hmm. churches you can attend. There's so many uh, uh, places that you can call and find out when the where the closest meeting is. You know, mm-hmm. and meet with people. Who have problems, they problems less like us, but have mm-hmm. taken their problems and took them to a higher, higher power. Mm-hmm. And uh, they use the word higher power, but they've taken their problems to God, you know. Yes. And God, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want God, you know, you, 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 we know that through all things, God can change everything. Mm-hmm. He can turn, Amen. He can turn. He can turn your, 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 the things, that, everything that you're needing into some powerful, powerful testimonies of how you overcame all this stuff. Man, all this thing is is a, is a state of mind and body. And God can change all that, yes. you know. So, you know, let's just, let's just continue to uh, stay in prayer. And also, before you go into your prayer, let's just continue... To, 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 to keep a conscious contact with God is easy to do. It's simple. It's simple, but it's not easy because you have to take certain steps, but those steps will lead you through and open up. Uh, it says in the big book, we have found much of a heaven. Mm-hmm. You, you can find that. Mm-hmm. Rock it into much of a heaven, and you can find that. You know, you can be at peace with yourself and have peace and harm- harmony and not just be sober, but be serene and to have serenity in your mm-hmm. life. Man, it feels good. It feels good. Ask Miss Mary if y'all think I'm kidding. It feels good to have serenity in your life. That is so true. It is so true. <laughs> yes, yes, that is so true. And then, um, Wim, another thing I did just popped in my spirit is this is an opportunity, a time to forgive, forgive, for unforgiveness is a poison. Yeah, that's just mm-hmm. that's just unforgiveness. Yeah. It's just a poison. So this is yeah. the opportunity also you have to if there's anybody that's holding any unforgiveness or have someone that they haven't forgiveness. I mean, this this is your time because it is time for you. It's self evaluation. I tell people self evaluation. I see so many opportunities in this that we can take. Get to yourself and get to know yourself and and uh, you know right. whether you have that unforgiveness yeah. or not, but um, it's yeah. that it's for you. Forgiveness yeah. is for you, you know. And just think, you thinking you poison another person, but no, you're poisoning yourself. 
and yeah. you really that's what you're really doing so you go to god and you know confess that thing and get that off of you and and see how much better you feel yeah. and, and and stop blocking your blessings because you're blocking right. your blessings as well right so right and miss well miss Mary, even if you have uh you can't forgive yourself there's a lot of people that can't forgive themselves because of what they've done Right. And the life that they live. So, you know, you forgive others, but you got to learn also how to forgive yourself. You oh, know, yeah, God, God forgives you and he's thrown all these sinful things that you've done into a sea of forgetfulness. And that is so and that is so key. Yeah. Um, thank you, William, because you're right. So many people come and there's no condemnation in God. You know, there is no mm-hmm. condemnation because Jesus has made the way he made us all. We're all right. We're all righteous through jesus christ not not yeah. us not we did right but that great yeah. grace and mercy that we have in the gift of our lord and savior jesus christ um is who um we have we have that forgiveness yeah. and that relationship with yeah. god so right and so give yourself a break mm-hmm. <laughs> please do <laughs> that is so any, true any, any resentment that you have because you have to realize if you have a resentment towards somebody else or yourself, all you're doing when you think about those resentments, uh, you're refilling it. Mm. And each time you refill certain situations and resentment, you make them bigger. Mm. Mm. The, so, so the, the forget the, the, the resentment gets bigger, it gets stronger, and it gets harder. So stop with the resentments and start learning how to get rid of them, so that you won't be refilling all that anger and resentments and bitterness that you have toward yourself or toward another person. Yeah, that is so true. Alrighty, well, I have a few announcements and then I'm going to give you all another encouraging word that we, we, um, I like to always share. And this was, I have to get this because this was so, uh, in tune to what we were talking about, um, with the addictions. But before I do that, let me do a quick announcement here. I just want to remind you guys, um, to go to our, uh, website, check out our website. Um, and it's HTTPS colon two forward slashes and from victim to victory com. I know that's long. My son said, Mama, why you? Because we've, we've uh, changed our website address and done a lot of changes, and he's still. Um He's still doing some renovations on there, but you go and all the podcasts are there and the resources um, are there for you on that website and some great resources related to uh, food, shelter, utilities and financial assistance. Plus, there's a number. There are some numbers for um, there's a 24 hotline number for seniors. And um, that friend line is a great, great resource for seniors, especially we have so many people who are isolated, you know, and they may call somebody and can't get them. But they can call that hotline and talk to somebody because they're going, you know, people are going through, they're depressed and people are grieving and by themselves, that's not a good place to be. So you can always call that. And then there's a medication reminder call number if you need um, someone to call you, remind you take medication. There's also a number there you can call and request that service. And then you'll find also a list of 24-hour confidential prayer uh, lines and that's great need those and also um, when you go to the website you just go 
and click on uh, resource center for those resources and you'll find them there and i want to um just suggest to uh families and friends of seniors especially those seniors um who live alone go to their website and get that information especially the friendship line uh, number as i said and those prayer line numbers because you know and it may be a case that they trying to call you but you're not available but they once again will have another option of someone else to call um and then on the um the resource center you have access to the institute of aging which is a very resourceful um it's great it has a lot of resources for seniors and caregivers and you know i always say it's better to have something needed and needed and than to need it and not yeah, have not something happen. so that's Amen. why i said please do that um, go to the website and get those numbers and then share them with any seniors you know and um, in this downtime, y'all guys want to tell you something when we're talking about things to do. This is something that you can do. If you wonder what you can do and you feeling like you bored and you don't have anything to do with, try this. And they were so appreciated. Call some seniors. Call some seniors who you know that uh, they live alone. On um, they they would appreciate that so much. And then you're gonna be blessed in the process. I mean, you're gonna feel so warm and fuzzy. And you know, you don't even have to live. Look, you don't have to leave home. You can stay and be safe and follow the guidelines to do that. You know, so. Um, you know, once again, that's something you can do as we talk about things to do. Um, okay, let me share this right quick with you and then we're gonna, um, let you go. Alrighty, so this is cleansing pain. And, um, so and all of us can relate to this. The very day after a person has surgery, nurses get the patient up on his or her feet for a walk. It's agonizingly painful, but it keeps the blood circulating, lessening the chance of clots and hastening the healing process. Similarly, well, similarly, if someone comes to the emergency room because of an accident, that person's wound is first cleansed, all is cleaned of all dirt, then dosed in antiseptic. The cleaning process is frightfully painful. Yeah, can you just imagine? <laughs> yeah, it burning, but it assists the body in uh, in warding off infection. Often in our spiritual lives, we must endure some pain in order to be healed. Whether and I'm putting this in whether it's addiction or no matter what it is, but Saul soon be the apostle Paul was made blind for three days before God restored his sight. Remember, because Paul was killing, he was persecuting Christians and doing some everything to Christians. So he had to go through that pain, them three days of blindness. So God restored his sight, thus giving him a lesson in spiritual blindness. Jesus made Paul tell him three times, excuse me, not Paul, Peter. He Jesus made Peter tell him three times that he loved him after Peter had denied Jesus three times, thus helping Peter see that Jesus was fully forgiven. Because see, none of us are perfect. Remember, Peter kept saying, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Uh -uh. And then he turned, yep. So once again, none of us are perfect. We don't know what we do in, in situations. But the pain is part of the plan. 
So what, like, William is a perfect example. William, you went through all of that, all of that, everything, all them houses you were talking about you was in. But look at you now. God is mm-hmm. there holding mm-hmm. you up. Lean on him, no matter what it is. Lean on God. And so now in this time of everything, no matter what you're going through this time of Corona, we got to turn to God. We have to look to God because he is the great, you know, he's the one who we have to depend on and has the answers. He has the solution. So um, remember, remember to do that. And um, I just want to thank you, our listeners, and also remind you um, to share. Thank you so much for listening and sharing, because I know that's what you're doing. That's your weekly homework. <laughs> and I want to remind you that the new podcast for each week are uploaded on Tuesdays. I still upload them on Tuesdays to the SoundCloud. Remember to share uh, the sound link, uh, the cloud link, excuse me, SoundCloud link. And I also upload on Facebook as well. And we are on other platforms such as Spotify and Anchor. We started with SoundCloud, then Spotify and Anchor um, started linking us with other platforms. And I can't even tell you how many now because I can't keep up with them. But look at God. I'm telling you, look at God unto him all the glory because he continues to expand our territory. And I'm so happy to tell you um, once again to go to the website because that's the quickest way. Now, that's the quickest and easiest way to get to the podcast, although we're on those other sites as well. And I want you to click those likes also when you go to those different websites. Click the likes and then on Facebook. Um, But if you want to be really easy, once again, go to the the website. Although it's still under construction, you just go to the menu and click on podcast. And it would take you definitely to all of the podcasts. And our website address, I'm going to give it to you once again, is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash from victim to victory llc.com and we are securing site now we have our certification so now you can feel comfortable about making your donations on the website using the cash app paypal zelle and um definitely guys please keep us in prayer and pray for us and we definitely need your support we need those donations because i this this um the postage for our devotional increased 50 percent i went to the post office last month you know we started our new quarter and so i mean when i went to mail i said what i said yep going up 50 percent so, um, you know, so we really, once again, we need those donations. Now, due to the situation that we're in now with Corona and everything, our Caregiver Appreciation Club has been put on hold. But once again, our devotional books, look at God. The Word of God can still go out. So, um, as I said, we just did our quarter in March. We started the new book, and it's a, a quarterly um, devotional. So now, those of you that were saying, I don't have time, I don't have time, you may have time now to read it. So it's a great time for me to add you to our mailing list. And if you want me to um, add you to the mailing list, please uh, just text your name and your mailing address to 678-910-4856. I'm going to say that again, 678-910-4856. 
And so you can get on that mailing list for when they go out um, with May ends this quarter. So because um, I'm telling you that devotional book, it, it has some great teaching and it's so short. You got two little selections on one one page, but it is powerful. It's teaching. I mean, that's some great teachings, empowerment and the encouragement is what what you're going to receive through that devotional book. And, um, you know, it's such a wonderful spiritual tool. I always like to call it a tool. You know, it's, it's, it's empowering and growing. Um, great way to grow your, your spiritual in that relationship with God and spending that time each day reading and meditating on his word. And um, so, but although it's free to you, um, once again, it's free. You don't have to pay it. But the books are paid for through those donations that I'm asking for. And so um, I call it my faith partners. I give donations. And really most of the, <laughs> yes, many of the recipients of the uh, devotional, they, um, you know, they are the recipients, the faith partners. But that's because they know what a powerful tool it is. And, you know, so now they want to bless, you know, they want to bless other people. And so I really appreciate my faith partners and, and thank them for um, providing uh, those donations. But you, once again, may, um, you know, might not have the time, but you might want to be a blessing. And so, you know, because you're sowing and you know you're sowing into good ground. So once again, and we know when we sow into good ground, we're going to reap. We're going to reap what we sow, so you're going to reap the harvest. So um, we just continue to, once again, ask your prayers and, and donate to us when you can. So um, before we're going to leave in prayer today, because uh, God is is uh, speaking, and we know that I'm going to read this scripture. I want to um, just keep this scripture in mind, and, and I'm going to read it before we pray. Um if my people, I'm reading, I'm sorry, Second Chronicles 7, 14. And you've probably been hearing this a lot if you've been listening to any um, spiritual teachings and, and been into any um, services. You've probably heard, been hearing this quite a bit. But once again, God is speaking and we need to listen. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my faith, and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So let us pray and we're going to move on off of here. Precious Father, it is once again we come before you, God. We're just giving you all the glory, honor, and praise, Father. We thank you, Lord, for the people father god the listeners father god and we thank you for everything that you're doing and we ask your blessings upon every household father god every man every woman every boy every girl whoever father is in that home father god and god we just give you the glory and we praise you for provision we know everything that's going on with corona father god we don't know we don't know but we know that you know we know you. We know the one who is in control. We know our creator. You are our creator. You are everything. You are a healer. You are a way maker. You are a protector. Everything. So, God, we're trusting you and we come to you as an intercede, Father God, and stand in the gap for the people all over the nations, all over the world, Father God, that they will seek your face. We pray for our president, Father God. We pray for our 
leaders of our individual states. Father God, we pray for every country. Father God, we just ask, Father God, we look to you to give them the wisdom, God, and the knowledge and understanding and pray that they will seek your face. We pray, God, and we ask for your forgiveness, God, of our sins, Father. We ask for your mercy and your grace, Father God. I pray right now, Father God, that people would turn around, that all of us, Father God, would look at ourselves. And, Father God, we will just bow, Father God, to you and come to you and say, Lord, Lord, we need you. You are our God, and we know that you are large, and we know you're in charge, and we know everything is in your hands. And with that, Father God, we just lift up all the families, Father God, who already lost loved ones to this coronavirus, and those who are sick with other diseases and whatever is going on, Father God. We lift up every family. Thank you for covering them, Father God, and we our heart goes out, and we grieve for those who weren't able to Spend that last time, the last hour, the last moments with their loved ones, Father God. Comfort them. You are the great comforter. You're the great physician. You are everything, Father God. You know what everybody's standing in need of. We thank you for strength. We thank you for peace. We thank you, God, for courage in the midst of this. And, Father God, we feed our faith and not our fears. Not being moved by what we see. Not being moved by corona these circumstances but God standing on your word and your promise because I know that you're a promise keeper I know that you are I know that you're a way maker and you are a light in the darkness so God we love you we praise you we give you all the glory and we're standing and depending on you and we're trusting you as we wait father God love you magnify you and glorify you we'll give you all the praise in Jesus name amen amen Alrighty, guys, I want to thank you all once again for joining William and I as I sound off. This is Miss Mary, your holistic wellness coordinator. I love you. Peace and blessings galore to all of you. And teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs>